This show is designed to give general information related to investing in finance. Neither Aaron Katzman, his guests, nor the radio station are rendering legal, tax, or specific investment advice. If you need such advice, contact a licensed advisor. And welcome to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We're here to speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. And as always, we're coming to you from the spiritual and soon-to-be financial capital of the world. Jerusalem, Israel. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron, lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatzman.com. Be sure to follow me both on LinkedIn and Twitter, and of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel. So I want to speak today Um it's going to be short, okay? I want to define some investment terms. I want to give like four terms, four investment, investment I would call financial terms, let's say, that I think everybody should know and not everybody does. And sometimes certain terms get thrown around. I just want to make some order. So we're going to speak to you about four financial terms, let's say, that everybody should know. The first one, okay, number one, Compound interest. Okay, perhaps I would say the most important aspect of investing and the most uh, dangerous aspect of debt <laughs> is compound interest. What is compound interest? Well, according to Investopedia, compound interest or compounding interest is the interest on a loan or deposit calculated based on both the initial principal and the accumulated interest from previous periods. Now, for you historians, Thought to have originated in 17th century Italy, compound interest can be thought of as interest on interest. In Hebrew, we say rebeat all rebeat, and will make some grow faster rate than simple interest, which is calculated only on the principal amount. So what I want to do is I want to give you um, an example, because I think the example um, will um, help clarify some a principle which can be sort of complicated. Let's say you put $10,000, $100,000, okay, in the bank, okay, and you're going to be guaranteed 5% a year um, for, let's say, 10 years. So I'm going to ask you a question, okay? You can all feel free to email me the answer. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, so you get $10,000 at 5% for 10 years. Okay, what does that mean at the end of the day? Okay, you're going to end up getting every year $5,000. Okay, so at the end of 10 years, you will have made $50,000 in interest over 10 years, plus the initial deposit you have. Okay, but let's just turn that around a little bit and say, okay, I'm depositing $100,000, but instead of getting a fixed rate of 5% annually, I'm getting a 5% compounded return. Okay, what's that mean? That means that in year one, okay, I'm going to have um, $105,000. But in year two, I'm not going to get just another $5,000. I'm going to get $5,000 on my $105,000, okay? Which comes out to like uh, another $7,500, something like that. At the end of the same, <coughs> excuse me, 10-year period, I'm not going to end up having $150,000. I'm going to end up, have, will have made almost 
$64,700, something like that, okay? So you can see how much more substantial it is when interest is compounded. Instead of me having $150,000 at the end of a decade, I now have hundred, almost $165,000, okay? That's huge. Now, don't think all is rosy, right? Let's just say that you're compounding interest, which you do when you take out debt, okay? So instead of sort of on the investment side spiraling up, what compounding interest means on the debt side means you're sort of entering the black hole. Yeah, you don't want to do that because um, that's how you really, really build up debt super, super quick. And obviously, we, that's the goal of the show, right, is for you not to do that. We don't like debt, okay? Next term that I think we should know about is called, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know what it is today. It's called net worth. Okay, what's net worth? Okay, it's simple. Net worth is the difference between your assets, right? It could be your property, your home, um, your investments, your savings, and what you owe, your debt, okay, your liabilities. So you can calculate your net worth by adding up all the money that investments you have, right, including the current market value of your home and your car, as well as the balances and checking, savings, retirement, any other investments, investment accounts you might have. Then subtract all of your debt, which could be your mortgage, credit card debt, home equity loan, uh, car loan, all those bad things we don't like, you know, including the mortgage. We like the mortgage, right? I don't mind the mortgage. It's pretty much the only debt that, I, that, that I'm a fan of. Um, but you subtract that from all the assets that you have, and the resulting number is your net worth right? That helps you know sort of what your financial situation is. Okay. You might be, I once met with someone who owned like eight properties in Jerusalem. Now, for those of you outside who don't really know what Jerusalem real estate means and in prime locations, okay, eight properties, this goes back 15 years. Okay. So it's not exactly what it is today, but even then eight properties, you're talking about probably close to, um, Let's say at that point, we're talking about around four million, three to $4 million worth of property. And the first time I met them, it was shooting out money. I was like, wow, you guys are doing great. Until they told me <laughs> that they had about 80% debt leverage on all of them, okay? So they really didn't have a $3.5 million, $3.5, let's just round it up, right? Take the middle number uh, of net worth, right? They had significantly less. They ended up having like, three or $400,000 of net worth and a boatload of debt. So sometimes if you just look at the asset side of things and say, wow, I'm rich because I own all this property uh, or, you know, I'm, I've borrowed a lot of money, but I've invested it, right? I've used margin and I've got all this money in the bank. Well, that, that's only half the equation, right? You've got to figure in also how much money you owe, what your liabilities are. And that gives you a true picture really of what your financial situation uh, is. Um, and we want to be truthful, right? We don't want to fool, fool ourselves financially because that only ends up really costing us down the road, uh, especially in retirement, right? If we make a plan, if we make an, uh, a financial plan based on inaccurate information or false information, we're going to be up the creek when it comes time to retire. I can just tell you that right now. Um, seeing lots of people make those mistakes. Don't want to do it, okay? Term that you got to know, number three. Asset allocation, okay? How your money is put to use, how your money is divided up, okay? We've spoken about a lot of times, there are three major asset classes. 
stocks, bonds, cash. Um, each of these assets reacts differently to conditions, to markets, what's going on in inflationary times and the bad markets and good markets, bad, bad economies and good economies. So what you want to do, obviously, is first um, do a financial plan, right? Understand what your risks are, what your tolerance for risk is, what your goals are, what your needs are, and then you're able to, to sort of break up the money, allocate the money correctly so you can achieve what it is that you're setting out to do, which is your goals and your needs. For example, and this example is brought to you from an article on CNBC that ran a, a few years ago, investing in stocks can give you strong growth over time, but they can also be quite volatile. Thus, one of the most common pieces of investment advice out there is to diversify your portfolio or put your money in several buckets to make sure you're risking as little as possible while still achieving your particular goals. I would probably define it a little bit differently than that, but that's good enough for this show. Okay, so number three, we've done first, right? Compound interest, term number one that you need to know. Very important term. Number two, net worth. Number three, asset allocation. Number four, and this is also important because I think I see people making mistakes with this. Capital gains, okay? Why are capital gains important or to know the term because um, unless it's in a retirement plan i've seen lots of people make lots of money in investments but when they're making their plan they forget that well if we sell it we might have to pay tax okay now i'm getting into an area um that's not my specialty i'm not licensed in it so obviously you have to speak to uh, a certified accountant uh, to speak about tax issues but just um just as something that you want to sort of um, on the surface, right? Capital gains, what is a capital gain, right? It's the difference between how much you paid for something and now what it's worth currently. Um, let's say I bought shares in, I don't know, let's just say Microsoft. For all you regulators out there, I'm not recommending anybody buy shares of Microsoft. I don't own shares of Microsoft, okay? I'm just using Microsoft as an example, okay? Let's say you bought Microsoft 10 years ago at $50 a share, okay? And you decide to sell it it $250 a share, okay? So you've made a lot of money, right? Make $200 per share. That's, we're not living in a vacuum. If that's, an, if that's not an IRA account, right? Once you do that, that triggers a tax potential. And that's a big tax, okay? Now, the gain, however, is only on paper until you actually sell the asset. The flip side of that is a capital loss, right? Where, where um, the asset you bought decreased uh, in value from the time you purchased it. Now, what you can do to be more tax efficient is take those losses and offset them uh, against gains you might have. That's called tax loss harvesting, okay? Um, that's very important. That's actually a really, really important way. And what we've, I think I've done videos on it, but we'll certainly do videos in the future. Um, ways to um, save yourself huge amounts of money, okay? Being smart, being efficient, um, when it comes time to selling assets in a portfolio. Because um, if you do it wrong, you're going to cost yourself a lot of money. And something I see a lot of do-it-yourself investors do, they say, well, you know, I need $30,000, I'll just sell, right? And what they end up doing, I'll tell you, they make the mistake, they sell their winners, and that triggers a big tax clause because we have this sort of psychological barrier that we can't sell our losers. In fact, probably one of the most common things I hear from do-it-yourself -invest, do investors is, well, you know, I bought the stocks, they dropped. I'm, you know, I'm only going to sell them once I get back to the price I purchased them for. I would say, ah, bad strategy, right? You tend to want to ride your winners and dump your losers, okay? So 
That's really important. It's really important to be smart when you're selling because it can it can trigger huge, huge um, a tax bill, right? And we don't want that. We want you to keep as much of your money um, as possible. Keep in mind um, that different countries treat different types of gains differently, right? The U.S. differentiates between long-term gains, which is anything over a year held, um, and short-term gains have different rates. Israel, for example, doesn't have that, uh, um, that doesn't distinguish between the two. So obviously it's, I can't urge you enough to contact your accountant um, to make sure that you're doing things correctly. But remember, capital gains are important. It's important, you have to be strategic when you need to sell something in your portfolio. So it's important to know the term capital gains. So in review, we've had four financial terms that you need to know. Term number one, compound interest. Term number two, net worth. Term number three, asset allocation. And coming in fourth, ladies and gentlemen, capital gains. That's right, capital gains. You have been tuning in to the Aaron Kapsman Show, where we speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N at lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. Be sure to follow me both on LinkedIn and Twitter. And of course, tell your friends. We need subscribers. I'm begging you. We're going to do a telephone, Jerry Lewis telephone, okay? To get subscribers to the Aaron Katzman YouTube channel. Please subscribe to the channel, okay? It's been a pleasure speaking to you, and we'll talk to you soon.